0: Hi everybody, welcome to Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I am one of the members of the Hakata Tonkatsu Ramens. If you can name one of them, I'll do something special for you next week. Reach out to me. Name you know what? Name all of them. Name all of the members of the Hakata Takansu Ramen and I will do something special for you. Feel free to reach out to me. And of course, you can always interact with the show on all of the social medias at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy on all of the socials. Or you can look at Lifestyle GBB on all of the socials. You can also look for hashtag LGBB. Feel free to reach out, interact with the show, send me your comments, your questions, your concerns, topics you want to hear talked about, and I will do my best to answer you and read what you have to say. On top of that, if you want to reach out to me by email, feel free to do so at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G is in gay, B as in black, B as in boy at gmail.com. And I will make sure to answer you and See what you got to say. Now, I always have a rule. There is a limit of 72 curse words in this email that you sent to me. After the 72nd curse word, I am no longer reading. But I can keep you anonymous if you like to be kept anonymous, or I can shout you out on the podcast if you like to be shouted out. I appreciate all the feedback that I'm constantly getting and I love it. And if you like this podcast, Feel free to go on to any podcast app or whatever podcast app you're listening to this on now. Rate the show, leave a comment, share it with your friends, your family, the pizza man, your Grubhub delivery person, the cookie that's sitting in front of you with a spoon that is ready to be dipped in peanut butter. Share it. It's here for that reason. So I hope y'all had a great weekend. Uh, week, I'm sorry, not weekend. The weekend is about to begin. And we're getting closer to Christmas and New Year's Eve. And I don't know about you. You may be as tired of hearing Mariah is All I Want for Christmas as I am. I have heard the song now officially 27 times this month already. Mariah Carey made a classic. It is a great song, but I have to admit, I am tired of hearing it already. It's number one somewhere. I'm pretty sure it's number one on Billboard or something that is true talent, that you can make a song where every year it is a chart topper for what, 17, 18 years, something like that. It's probably even longer than that. Uh, So, you know, shout out to you for that because it's amazing. Um, Also, before we get into the show, I want to just say congratulations on Donald Trump being impeached beautiful, beautiful moment in history. It has now added something to the history books, him being the third person to have that done to them. Um, Now we just have to see what happens in the Senate. I doubt that the Senate is going to pass a vote to impeach him officially. They're just going to acquit him of his crimes and it's going to be back to normal of him saying he beat it. The Democrats saying you didn't beat it. You're still a liar, crook, criminal and cheat. And We're just going to be back in the same vicious cycle of politics that don't seem to care about people of color, people of lower, and I say with air quotes, social and economic standings, and people who they feel do not deserve a voice in this country. That's all it's going to turn back into. And then the opposite side of it, as soon as somebody says, Well, you're doing this because you're racist, they're going to say, You're doing this because you want us to take away all of our guns. And then, like, of multiple people have said on the social medias, if this person is impeached, then it's going to be like civil war all over again in fucking America. Which means, if you know the purpose of the civil war, which was to, uh, which was for the people in the South, they were fighting to keep slavery going. That's all it was. That gives me the fear that if a new American civil war begins, It's the fight to bring back slavery. Let's just be honest. But I'm not getting in that soapbox. I'm not talking about that today because I feel I have something far, far, far more important to talk about that applies to me. And I hope it speaks to anybody else out there who may be dealing with the same issue. So today's episode is called Gay, Black, and Living My Best Life. Long title, Gay, Black, and Living My Best Life. Now, I'm pretty sure all of you that are listening have heard either the song, "Living My Best Life, or you've heard the term, He's Living His Best Life, She's Living Her Best Life, They're Living Their Best Life, I'm Living My Best Life. We've heard this term. We've heard it all over the place. It's a buzz term. It's a great term. And it has some great things to go with it. But it also has some negative things to go with it. So I'd like to talk about it in the context of me. Me alone. Um, Because I can't speak for other people's lives. But maybe you can relate to what's going on in mine. So I have come to terms with something serious about my life that I need to deal with. Something very serious. I am an alcoholic. I am battling alcoholism. And it all came to head this week for me. Where I had to address issues that are affecting me. Now, how this ties into living your best life, living your best life, you know, people go out. I'll use myself. I go out and some nights, you know, Maybe I'm having fun. I'm dressed up. I'm dancing with people. I'm talking with people, random people, people I know. Maybe I end up sitting on a bar, dancing at a bar, singing karaoke, you know, just having a great time that on social media or to other people who are watching, it looks like I'm living my best life. I've thrown all my inhibitions to the side. I am just reveling in a positive, energy-filled atmosphere and enjoying myself. Another concept that I have experienced personally living my best life when I would go out all day on road trips or drive to thrift stores in the middle of the desert and nowhere and go spelunking or gift shop shopping or thrift store shopping or thrifting for just random things and create fun outfits or create little art projects where I could hang it up at my house or display it or show it off to people or post it on social media. That's a form of living your best life. Or maybe when I came to terms with the fact that a relationship that I thought was serious ended in a very dramatic and traumatic way for me. And then I overcame it and then I went on to do more. Some people seeing it and I even said it myself, I was living my best life because I was just doing what I thought was best for me at the time. Living your best life can have so many positive things to it. I mean, the song itself, I want to say it was a Ruben-Stuttered song. I may be wrong. If I'm wrong, somebody correct me on that. But you know, it's like living my best life, yeah. And you know, it's a happy video, people dancing, people having fun, enjoying the spirit of positivity and great vibes and great energy is what living your best life I think is supposed to be about. But to bring it back full circle. When it comes to living your best life, and people are looking on as maybe you're at a bar or maybe you're partying or maybe you're enjoying yourself. They see you living your best life, well, maybe you're masking something or trying to self-medicate. That could be living your best life. You know, I bring all this up because living your best life is supposed to be a fun experience. And when I hear people say it, it can be great. Now, in the scenario that I want to bring up that occurred for me, I got overly intoxicated. I got so refreshed and hydrated on liquid poison, let's be honest, alcohol is poison, that I didn't remember what occurred the night that I got drunk. I got drunk, and y'all have heard me drunk. Last week, I recorded an episode, and I was shit-faced. It sounded like garbage. I haven't deleted it because it's going to be a staple and bookmark for me to come back and listen to you all the time now. It was terrible. It's a shitty fucking episode. Let's just be honest about it. And I tried to record an episode, intoxicated. I didn't take my craft seriously. And before I recorded that episode, I was out. I was out drinking, having fun with friends, enjoying myself at multiple different bars. And people who saw me, they were just like, oh, bitch, you're living your best life. Oh, my God, you're having so much fun. Deep down inside, I wasn't having fun. I went out with the purpose to drink, to get drunk. This was not a social drink for me. This was me shoving liquor down my throat like it was gold-plated tacos and pancakes. This was me being the cookie monster of Curacao. I actually like that. That was really good. This is me having a drinking competition with myself. That's what that was. That wasn't me living my best life. Because my best life would tell me that I'm going to remember the night before when I wake up at home. I'm going to enjoy the experiences that I had the next day. I'm not going to have to wake up and send an apology text message to my friends who I was out with. Living my best life when I'm out for a party means that when I wake up the next day, I'm not waking up with regret about the fact that I went too far the night before. So living your best life is supposed to be something amazing. Now, after what occurred on Tuesday, where I got blackout drunk, alcoholism took the will. It wasn't Jesus who took this will. It was a bottle of rum, rumplements. Vodka, gin, and whatever else was there. They took the will and said, Hey, girl, we're going to drive you into a brick wall. And you know what? You aren't going to remember shit about it because you're going to wake up on your couch in the morning, flabbergasted, speckledorfed, asking yourself, what did you do that night? That's what happened. Now, There is no, and I'm going to say it this way, there's no excuse for the actions that I took that night because I made the choice to get drunk. And when I ended up talking to other individuals about it, they gave me the response of, oh, you just had fun. You didn't do anything to us. You were living your best life. You know, I'm talking in circles, but it's because I acknowledge the fact that living your best life, it is a cycle. There are things that occur when you're living your best life. The positives can be astronomical and the negatives can be so destructive that you don't want to get out of bed the next day. If you're somebody who's out there who's maybe dealing with some kind of addiction, maybe some kind of situation that you just don't feel that you can live your best life in, you may be able to relate to that. And you may have those thoughts of downing yourself or hating yourself for the decisions that you made previously the night before. But I'm here to tell you that you can't change what happened. You can only shift the direction of your future. It's all you can do. And it's easy to say it's hard to enact at times, but it's rewarding to make it through that. Now, living your best life when you get to the positive in a situation like this, living my best life was when I had the realization that I disrespected friends that I hold very dear and near to me. And living my best life in that moment, realizing what I did, also helped me start talking to myself in addressing the fact that this is an issue, I would always make the joke when I would go out drinking with friends or uh, just other people in general of Yeah, I'm an alcoholic, but I'll address that when I'm 40. Or, oh, I just like to drink a lot and get really hydrated. Or, oh, this is just my gay water. That's all it is. Why are you talking to me? Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? And I never wanted to take responsibility for my actions. Now, don't get me wrong. Addiction is a disease and I'm never going to discount that because addiction is truly a a disease. And there are ways to treat it. There's harm reduction. There are ways to find help. And I will include ways to find help um, in the description when I post this on social media. It'll also be in the description of the podcast. But when I look at my actions and how it turned into me living my best life, once I realized what I did and spoke to friends and apologized for things that I don't even know that happened, that was me starting to live my best life. I remember being at work the day after and saying to myself, "I am tired of waking up in the morning." and not remembering what happened the day before. I'm tired of waking up in my bed with shoes and or high heels on, fucking up my comforters, fucking up my sheets, because I didn't exercise self-control the night before. I am tired of waking up and having to send a sorry text message hoping that the response is that I didn't do anything as opposed to knowing that nothing happened. I'm tired of that. That was the beginning of me living my best life. That was the beginning of me checking myself and saying, Andrew, this is a problem that needs to be addressed now. Now. It can no longer be put off until you're 40. Because at this rate, I'll be fucking surprised if you make it another nine years till you get to 40. I'll look like a chalky skin, burlap sack, Hershey's peanut M&M filled chocolate chip burnt cookie by then. It's disgusting. The cookie is not disgusting because it actually sounds really good. But the way I would look, no. I am going down a path that is not okay. Now, when we get on track or when I get on track to live my best life, I think about other points in my life where I wasn't living for the best. I wasn't living for myself. I think about the days when I was happy to go do meth all night long and have an all night sex binge without even trying to protect myself. I remember the nights of going out, getting shit-faced and trashed, and somehow miraculously making it home in the morning. I wasn't driving at that time, but I have no clue how I got home sometimes. I think about the mornings that I wake up and my front door is open, or the keys are still in the lock outside the door, or... The fact that I burnt some shit up on my stove and passed out and the only reason why my apartment didn't burn down is just due to the fact that I woke up based on the sound of my smoke detector and threw everything in the sink and just turned the water on. I think about those scenarios because while I was thinking I'm out just partying, enjoying myself, living my best life as a young individual who's single and free, I never stopped to think about the fact that This part of, in air quotes, my best life is causing severe destruction to my real life. Severe destruction. My drinking has cost me friends. My drinking has cost me situations like making to work on time, having a clean work record, having a good reputation having the ability to go back out to bars and clubs. It's cost me that. And those are the things that sometimes we highlight as living our best life. It's scary to think that this living your best life coin has two sides. One that's really, really good. And one that can be incredibly destructive and ugly. I think I'm saying all this to say that when you live your best life, if you aren't happy about the life that you've lived, it may not be your best life. It may not be. And when we get into that space, it can be a very dark and lonely and, quite frankly, sad place to be in. Because you go back and you think about all the destruction that has occurred at your hands. And then you say, I wish this would have never happened. I wish this would be something that never occurred again. I wish that I didn't have to wish. And that's, it's scary it disrupts what could be your best life. Because while you're thinking these emotions, you can't sit down and enjoy a stack of pancakes. Those pancakes don't taste the same. They don't taste the same because all you have is this disgusting memory in your head that you've offended people that you care about. You're eating pancakes alone in front of yourself. Like, what the fuck is this? I'm ranting. I'm ranting and I'm reading myself in a way because it's something that has been on me. And it's something that's been inside of me that's slowly been chomping away at the happy part of me. Because I know that something that I did at my hands really fucked other people up. Or at least fucked up their night. Um, I can't speak for the other people. I can only speak for myself and the emotions that it's in, uh, embedded in me. So how do I move past this? How do you, you who are listening to me or we, start living our true best life? What do we do? How do we get there? Is it even possible? We're going to take a little quick break and then come back and talk about it. Hi everyone, today's episode of Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy is sponsored by Anchor. If you're not familiar with Anchor, let's talk about it for a little bit because it's not something that's going to tie you down to the bottom of the ocean. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free, and everybody knows a girl loves free. Free is better than skinny. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. They do all of the work for you. I mean, look at this. You can hear my crazy whiny voice on over 10 platforms already. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. And then you can have your voice out there like this little girl here. So, check it out, y'all, and let's get back to the show.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Danny. Hey, this is Andrew. And we are your hosts of Some Meta Shit. So if you haven't listened yet, you should definitely check it out. It's our new podcast uh, that's been out for quite a bit now. So uh, I want to say like just over a month. Yeah. And we do a lot of conversation about how we conversate or converse,
0: converse. I can't like the word conversate. I can't yeah. lie.
1: Now, if you haven't heard it yet, you should definitely check it out. We're available on quite a few platforms. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Anchor. We're on Spotify. We're on all these motherfuckers.
0: We're here. We're talking about language and the language that we use every single day. Language is important. This is how we communicate as humans, as individuals, and beings in this world. But let me tell you something. When you talk about language and you talk about yourself, you read yourself all at the same goddamn time. Absolutely. Some Meta Shit is available for you to get into this conversation, and we want you to participate. So how can we do that?
1: Um, you can hit us on the socials. You can follow us on our social media accounts. You can email us at some shit at gmail.com. And yeah just give us your feedback let us know what you're thinking tell us how you're using these words we have quite a good selection of episodes so far we've got things like healthy versus clean we've got things like kinky versus perverted we are looking for new um new ideas so if you have any ideas absolutely just shoot us a message and let us know
0: i mean words have meaning and meaning means things right come get meta with us because meta is meta trippy right And bye,
1: y'all. That's
0: some meta shit. All right, y'all. I am back. And it's time to continue on. So we're talking about how to move on to living your best life. After whatever scenario you could have gone through, that is not you living your best life. I feel like I've said it 40 million times. Thank goodness I'm not paying people for using that term. So when I think about it, one of the first things that I think about is if you're in a scenario like I am, let's say maybe you are battling alcoholism, maybe you're battling a drug situation, one of the big things that I've learned is harm reduction. Let's talk about harm reduction because it is not feasible for every person in this world, you know, myself saying, hey, I am an alcoholic to just, I'll say, oh, I'm just going to cut alcohol out completely. The temptation is still there. It still exists and it is a real thing. Some people have the ability to go immediately cold turkey. Some people are maybe lukewarm turkey, which sounds gross. Or maybe you happen to be tofurky. It's It's okay. It's all about reducing your harm that you're causing to yourself, which then can translate to the harm you're causing to people who are around you. One of the first things that I thought of myself was limiting how much I drink. If I'm not going to stop completely, I need to start exercising self-control. I am what is called a binge drinker. When I drink, it is not every day but I drink with the purpose to get drunk. So I'm downing alcohol, like it's going out of style, like the flapper girls in the roaring 20s. Roaring 20s, great little time, but you know, I was not there and I'm very happy I was not there. But imagine the great Gatsby, but just like the broke version. So, you know, in the great Gatsby, Louisiana, Leonardo DiCaprio is living in this massive mansion, has all these great highball glasses and stuff. My version of that is me sitting here with a red Solo cup that's just full of liquor to the very top and a splash of cranberry for a little bit of color. That would be what I would create it to. Because it's no longer the great Gatsby. It's kind of like the mediocre Gatsby buzz. Um, But... Harm reduction is an important thing. One thing that is harm reduction for me, if it comes to drinking, limit myself on how much I can drink. One, maybe I don't have alcohol in the house. Don't have alcohol in the house. It's not worth it. Don't have it. If I go out to a bar, I'm not bringing my credit cards with me to open up a tab. I'm going to take out $20 from an ATM. That $20 is all the liquor that I can get for that night. That's it. Another form of harm reduction is maybe changing the people that you're around with. If there are people who are influencing you or saying, hey, go ahead and cheering you on into the destructive behavior, maybe you might want to change that group of people that you're with. Thank goodness the people that I'm around are not encouraging that behavior in me. Another thing that can be great harm reduction is, now I'm going to use this in my own scenario, When I go out to a bar, maybe I'm there and I say to the bartender before I even start drinking. At some point in the night, once I run out of cash, if I come up here for a drink and you see me, give me a glass of water. Nothing else. Now, it's not putting the responsibility on them, but it is making an ally who can help you out in that scenario. Another great part to harm reduction is acknowledging where you're at where you want to be, and establishing a structure to get there. You know, we've all heard of vision boards. Vision boards are fun. It's a giant poster board or however you do it, cork board, with glitter and magazine cutouts and pictures and where you're going to start your journey at and where you want to end. Maybe you don't want to drink anymore. So maybe the start of your journey is a shit face picture of you where you look like Lindsay Lohan after a night when they were still con or fire crotch, or maybe you look like Paris Hilton. We're just gonna stop it there. Maybe you look like Paris Hilton or maybe you just want to get to what you would consider a healthy norm. So, you know, you have your one side of the vision board and you have the other My vision board is set up to get me to an alcohol-free or an alcohol-responsible life. So for me, picture of me shit-faced on the floor in my own juices looking crazy with a path drawing a line of where I want to be at. My first stop on that vision board is my therapist. When you're self-medicating, when you're overindulging, when you are binging on something, a lot of times it can be a sign that you are trying to cover up something inside of yourself or distract yourself from focusing on the issue that you are self-medicating for. So the next step on my vision board is therapy because when I'm in therapy, it's there for me to address that shit that I am trying to cover up with liquor. FYI, trying to bury something under clear liquid is incredibly redundant and fucking hard. Not cool. Now, where the harm reduction comes into play into that is, now that I'm talking openly and freely with someone that I feel safe with to address these issues, they are no longer stuck inside of me threatening the life that is inside of me. Once you start to get that shit out, it feels good. Imagine you have, you know what? Imagine the scenario for the people who are out there who bake. Imagine that your body is a baking pan or a, a, a cake dish. And this dish you use it to cook your cakes or your brownies all the time. And each time you use it, you wash it clean. But when you get into a behavior of addiction or a behavior that's destructive for yourself, you're no longer washing that pan or cake dish after you use it. You're just eating all the cake that's inside and leaving whatever remnants are inside that pan. So then you pour some more cake batter, some more brownie batter in there and bake it again. The brownies that haven't touched that already stuff that's in there are still pretty good. After you emptied out, you notice more is stuck on each time. More and more leftover brownie, cake mix, cookie mitts, whatever, is stuck in this pan over time. That is the same thing when you're trying to cover up your issue with an addictive behavior. Your issue isn't the fact that you're dumping tons of pancake batter into a cake dish and hoping it turns out to be butterflies. The issue is the cake dish is still there nothing has changed. That cake dish is still there. That cake dish is the issue that you're trying to cover up with the ingredients that you're dumping inside of it. The way you clean out that cake dish and put that bitch back in the cupboard or throw that bitch away is through therapy. At least for me, I'm speaking for myself. So the next step on my vision board after therapy is going to be a picture of me walking my road to recovery, to where I want to be. Because there's still going to be obstacles. Once therapy ends, you got to leave that office. And when you leave that office, you're now back there in the open world where all the temptations exist to pull out that addictive behavior. So what do you do? So what do you do? What is your next step of harm reduction? Or what is your next step on the vision board? My next step on the vision board is a picture of my friends looking like the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Y'all know who you are. I want to do a picture of that one day. Sisterhood of the traveling, uh, you know what we're going to call it? Brotherhood of the traveling jockstraps. (laughs) That's what it'll be called. The brotherhood of the traveling jockstraps. And, And I say jockstraps because we are not sharing jockstraps. This is multiple people. And in the brotherhood of the traveling jockstraps, we're there to support each other in the ways that we know that we need support. We're there to encourage each other. We're there when we fall down to pick each other back up. We are there to call each other out for our bullshit. If you did some fuck shit, call us out for it. We call each other out for it because that is what friends do. And as friends do this and as friends check each other, the friendship builds and gets even fucking stronger. So now that I'm no longer in the safety and security of my therapist's office, I'm out in the world, I have a group of support, the Brotherhood of the Traveling jackstraps, to make sure that I can make it to my goal. So then the next step On my vision board is me standing on my own, facing my problem, facing my addiction. Because now I have the power and the tools to overcome this hoe and leave it behind. So facing the addiction part of it, facing my alcoholism. That's me calling myself out and saying, Andrew, this is a destructive behavior to your life. And you're probably going to destroy all the things that you've built for a liquid. For a liquid. It makes you feel good temporarily. And the next thing you know, you're on the floor doing the hucklebuck in your own juices. Stolen. That was stolen. It's okay. So when you face that, what do you do? Either smash it down with a sledgehammer... Or you talking and you say, Hey, Mr. Booze. So, what we're not going to do is this. We're not going to destroy Andrew's liver. What we're not going to do is overindulge in you. Maybe I'll have a sip of you here and there, but I have the power now to say, Not today, Satan. Not today. You won't make me into your bitch. You're a liquid liquid in a glass bottle, you're my bitch. I could literally pour you down a drain and you would never be heard from again. And then the final step on my vision board is me standing on top of a a pile of crushed liquor bottles saying, bitch, I won. Now, I would do that if I won in any scenario. Just being quite honest, let's say I was playing a game of Mario Kart. If I could beat all up the other virtual players on the actual game system and then put my cart on the top of their pile of their carts. Sold. I'd be in heaven for it. Same thing with the zombie horde. After I beat all the zombies, I'm climbing to the top of that pile and I am doing a He-Man yell at the very top of it because I am excited that I accomplished it. Getting to that last point on my vision board, that is me reaching my best life, where I am saying that this Vice doesn't have control of me to destroy my life. Now, it's all relative to me. Um, But if it speaks to you out there, you're not alone. You're not alone. And I think a part of living your best life and a part of getting to where you want to be is realizing that you are not alone in what you're feeling or where you are. Everybody's situation is different. But there is common ground that's out there. And there are people who are going through things the same way you are going through things. So don't think that because you see somebody out here dropping $600 in a bar, throwing 20s at strippers and hundreds at strippers in a strip club, or double fisting two drinks and taking shots and doing Jager bombs and lemon drops in front of you is living their best life because we don't know what's going on in their life. This may not be them living their best life and just acknowledging the fact that they are in a situation is great for you and them. I also want to just think about one thing when it comes to this situation of living your best life. When you live your best life and how I feel living your best life is, that means there isn't a regret That you are carrying around daily. There isn't a regret that's stifling your smile or stifling your energy while you work. You're not zoning out because you're saying, Fuck, Andrew, what the fuck did you do? Are you fucking serious? While somebody's trying to talk to you, that's taking away from your life. I've been there very recently wednesday of this week to just be honest where i was just sitting there and people were talking to me and i had no idea what they were saying because i was going back and trying to replay all the events of what occurred the night before and i couldn't do it so i was pissed off at myself because i couldn't remember shit but then i was also anxious and annoyed at myself because i'm like well fuck did i just destroy a great friendship in one night doing dumb fucking shit Now, I don't say any of this to garner sympathy because sympathy is not what I need. Understanding isn't even what I need. Acknowledgement of myself is what I'm doing because it's scary to be in that place. And anybody else who's been there, it's fucking scary to sit there and say, well, goddamn bitch, you just did some dumb fucking shit. sucks. Going through my vision board, going through where I was and what I was doing and where I want to be, it's important to acknowledge it. Acknowledgement is key when it comes to change. If you can't acknowledge what needs to be changed, how the hell do you know what to change? That's like walking into my apartment and saying, you know what? I don't like something in here. Fix it. Well, what the fuck am I supposed to fix? There's 14 million things. Do you not like all the glitter on the floor? Do you not like my plaid couch? Maybe you don't like the fact that I have glasses lined up under my television. Or maybe you don't like the fact that I walk around my house playing Pokemon Go when the PokéStop never changes because it's only 600 fucking feet I can walk. Whatever it is, you gotta address it head on. Being vague about it doesn't do anything to fix it. And surrounding yourself with a group of people that can call you out when you aren't calling yourself out is great. Now, set up that dynamic with your friends or the people that you surround yourself in a group because there are certain things that could be a trigger that they could say to you. And then the next thing you know, they're beating up your hand with their face. You don't want that. (laughs) That's just not okay. I feel... Think that when you are truly living your best life, life is no longer just life. You are back on the road of your journey to reach your ultimate goal. And it's a beautiful place to be. It's a beautiful thing to think about. And it's just just that moment that you've always hoped for. So to anybody out there who's listening to this, who's listened to this rant, I hope that this podcast has helped you in some way, or this message has reached you on some level. Um, It's not easy. It's not easy. Sometimes bearing your soul, it's weird. You feel like somebody threw Cajun pepper in your eyes, and you're like, well, damn, that burns, but it tastes delicious. But who knows? But all right, guys. Um, Well, everyone, this is where I'm going to end today's episode. Um, I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you all for making it possible for me to do this every week. I also want to thank you all for just being a support system for me when it comes to the things that I want to talk about. Um, If you would like to interact with the show, feel free to do so on all uh, of the social medias at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy or at lifestyle gbb or hashtag lgbb. You can also reach out to me by email at lifestyle gbb at gmail.com and I'll be sure to read your emails, I'll be sure to read your DMs and your comments and your messages and your feedback because I do truly appreciate them. And if you like this show, all I ask is that you share this show with friends families neighbors strangers homeless people non-homeless people orange people yellow people black people fun people boring people 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 purple people eaters and people that you don't know are people share it with them share with everybody i'm surprised i didn't bite my tongue off doing all that just share it um Every comment, every like, every share helps make me more visible and to continue doing this. um, It's been a fun experience that I cannot say enough. It's so much fun. It's so great. Um, You can also check me out on my other podcast with Danny Valvita. And that is Some Meta Shit. All on the social medias at the same time. Some Meta Shit. Just look for that. Some Meta Shit. Um, and we're going to be having some fun in the upcoming weeks. Thank y'all for listening. I truly appreciate it. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and if you want to reach out, I hope to hear from you. Bye!